0: This is Josh Sumby, and I'm a sales agronomist for CHS Egg Services in Drayton, North Dakota. We're pleased to bring you this update from the Red River Farm Network. CHS Egg Services, providing
1: solutions for your success. Good morning farm news on the Red River Farm Network. I'm Don Wick. We'll catch up with Randy Coonan. He's in Denver for Potato Expo. And we'll have reports from Whitney Pittman and Sierra Doctor. Significant snow totals were seen in portions of South Dakota, Minnesota, Nebraska, and Iowa yesterday. Corsica, South Dakota, in the southeastern portion of the state, receiving 26 inches of snow. We do have snow yet continuing across the portions of uh, eastern South Dakota, uh, portions of the Red River Valley, particularly in the lakes country, and uh, really the balance of uh, Minnesota except for the uh, stream northern portion of the state. The National Weather Service office in Grand Forks is uh, forecasting additional light snow today and this evening in parts of west-central Minnesota. Generally, it would be along and south of a line from Park Rapids to Detroit Lakes to Wahpeton. A couple of inches of new snow may be seen in that Wadena-Staples area today, Elba Lake. That might be closer to an inch or so. Ice and heavy, wet snow made for a tough day in the life of a cattle feeder yesterday. Pete Bakken is in extreme southwestern Minnesota. He spent his day trying to blow snow from the bunks and keep the cattle comfortable. Yeah,
0: plowing snow, blowing bunks, doing those kinds of things, trying to keep the livestock fed on days like this. Uh, Good people and uh, good equipment help make it a little bit more tolerable. If we were sitting out on the 4020 with the heat hauser, we might be thinking a little bit differently.
1: North Dakota leads production in agriculture for crops, including spring wheat, durum, dry edible peas, honey. But North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum says animal agriculture has dropped dramatically in number in the last several decades. During his State of the State address, Burgum called on lawmakers
2: to take action to change that. Consider this, North Dakota's record year for cattle and calves was 1975. 2.6 million head, less than 1.9 million today. Our record year for dairy cows, 1934. When we had 701,000 cows, now we have only 15,000 dairy cows left in North Dakota. We import milk into North Dakota for our school programs. Hogs peaked in 1943 at just over 1.1 million. Now we're down to 150,000 or about a tenth of that. We need farm freedom legislation and we need it
1: now. Burgum says North Dakota farmers and ranchers are in a position to compete with the rest of the world in animal agriculture but need a level playing field when it comes to
2: access to capital. We know that our farmers and ranchers can compete with anyone, anywhere, anytime if they're given a level playing field. Right now, the field is so uneven when it comes to capital access and capital formation. I urge this body to change this long downward trajectory of animal agriculture in North Dakota And let's do away with the archaic archaic law as it applies to ownership of animal agriculture operations, including poultry. Let's take the handcuffs off our ranchers and livestock producers. Let's allow animal agriculture to flourish in North Dakota once again. The first
1: bill to move in the Minnesota House will be the tax conformity bill. Minnesota has not adopted the many changes passed by Congress since 2018 resulting in a more complex tax return and additional compliance costs. House Speaker Melissa Hortman says that fix will be seen in Bill 1A. So the tax conformity bill
3: um, will be really a lot of technical items that were in the Tax Conference Committee report that was agreed upon but not
1: passed last year. Hortman said a bonding bill will also be completed in the month of January, The House Agriculture Committee will meet for the first time next Tuesday. Markets started this year with a thud. Nearby soybean futures yesterday down nearly 30 cents. The Minneapolis wheat declined by double digits. Corn down by 8 cents. That really was seen in commodities as a whole with crude oil down more than three bucks per barrel. The talk of recession also resulted in fund liquidation. The International Longshore and Warehouse Union is continuing to operate without a new labor agreement. Those negotiations for workers for West Coast ports have been underway since last May. That uncertainty has shifted the majority of the container business to the East Coast. Over half of those surveyed by CNBC said that the logistics managers do not expect the supply chain to return to normal, until 2024 or later. Farmer sentiment rose to close out 2022. Red River Farm Network Farm Broadcaster Whitney Pittman has that story.
3: Each month, Purdue University and the CME Group gather information from 400 farmers across the country to calculate the agriculture economy barometer. This month saw a 24-point increase in farmer sentiment, according to Purdue University's Center for Commercial Agriculture Director, Dr. Jim Mintert.
0: Underneath it all, what drove the improvement was people became more confident about their current situation on their farms. The index of current conditions, I think, was up uh, 37 points this month to a reading of 135. That's the strongest reading we've had uh, going all the way back to the beginning of 2022. And the future expectations index, I think, was up 18 points compared to the prior month, So people became more optimistic about where their farm operations headed. So that was all good news. And I think a chunk of it was driven by the fact that people felt better about their farm's financial performance. The Farm Financial Performance Index rose from a reading of 91 in November to a reading of 109 this month.
3: Mintert says the increase likely had to do with the end-of-the-year analysis showing higher profits for 2022 despite higher input costs
0: and you know I, I think if you kind of consider when we collected data in mid-november versus when we collected in december here which was the uh, i think the fifth through the ninth of december what takes takes place on a lot of farms during that time frame is when you kick back a little look at your farm's financial situation perhaps visit with your cpa start doing some preliminary tax planning for 2022 And I think a lot of people realized at that point that although input costs had increased dramatically in 22 versus 21, 22 was still a very good income year. In fact, for a lot of farms, probably the best income year they've had in decades.
3: Reporting agriculture's business on the Red River Farm Network, I'm Whitney Pittman.
1: After a break for many of the auction barns over the holidays, the feeder calf run is getting back into gear. Red River Farm Network Farm Broadcaster, Sierra Doctor has that story.
3: Rugby livestock owner Cliff Matson says the dynamics of the feeder run are vastly different from last year's.
4: I think that's going to come. Um, I know, you know there's getting to be a lot of people that a lot more people fed their calves this year versus last year. Last year they didn't have the feed, so a lot of calves came earlier. Now a lot of people are feeding them longer. Um, as far as the heifer market, I, I think there's going to be a demand for it. Um, some guys are are going to keep their heifers because they had to sell out, you know, a couple of years ago, they had to sell their number, numbers down. So they're hoping to uh, to keep some of their, you know, they'll probably keep more heifers. Um, but I think there there should be a, a fair demand for, for heifers. There'll also be a, a fair demand for light grass cattle, the way it looks.
3: Mattson says livestock producers are still in the middle of selling cull cows, but heifer buyback is low.
4: We've had quite a few bred cow sales. The numbers have been up pretty high. Uh, Pretty high. We got another bread cow sale coming the end of January. That number's climbing. Um looks to be over fifteen hundred already consigned for that January twenty eighth sale. February is gonna be big for the bread sale. You know, I think the prices have been there, but not quite on the heifer market yet. The bread heifer market. Um there's a lot of bread heifers out there, I think, and people still got that memory of last spring snowstorms, you know, back to back. And uh so I think that they're they're waiting to see what's gonna be out there before they make a move, Um, but I I think the demand all the way around should be pretty good.
3: Reporting agriculture's business, I'm Sierra Doctor on the Red River Farm Network.
1: The new congressional session has begun. South Dakota Senator John Thune says expanding market access and trade are just one of his priorities as they head into the farm bill discussions.
2: For South Dakota at least uh, the new farm bill is key I think there are some things we can do in the area of high tech and making them more transparent, more accountable. I think there's bipartisan support for that. I think market access and trade policy is something that could help agriculture a lot and something that this administration has completely overlooked. I think a lighter touch when it comes to tax policy, regulatory policy, uh, you know, lessens the burden and the cost of doing business in this country, which lowers the cost to, to consumers. And then I think, again, the cost of energy and having an all-of-the-above American energy plan that addresses the needs of the American people, whether it's electricity or whether it's the, the fuel that they need.
1: Conservation, the commodity titles, and crop insurance, also big topics going into the Farm Bill debate. Welcome to Inside Agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. We're counting down the top stories of 2022 this week. Moving grain and other ag products from one place to another was a logistical might nightmare this past year. The transportation trouble was the number five story for the Red River Farm Network. In a normal year, the Mississippi River is a major thoroughfare for grain, fertilizer, and other farm inputs. However, this was not a normal year. Thanks to drought, water levels were at historic lows. There was a time in early October when more than 2,000 barges were backed up on the river. The other big transportation story was the threat of a railroad strike. A tentative deal was secured in mid-September, but a few of the unions failed to ratify the agreement. A strike was imminent, but Congress intervened to keep the trains moving. Finally, the truck driver shortage continues. Nearly 80,000 truck driver jobs remain unfilled. The potato industry is meeting this week in Denver, Colorado.
5: After some challenges, Randy Coonan is there. Don, Potato Expo t- kicks off this morning with the first of two big days of uh, meetings, table talks, even some uh, potato challenge competitions uh, going on uh, with uh, the instant potato challenge. They have the three teams. We have a team from Black Gold Farms competing in that. The uh, table talks uh, get underway later this afternoon. Uh, they'll be talking about the uh, uh, Innovation through uh, culture, uh, stories from a decade at uh, Google from uh, Steve Lurch. Also, uh, Roots to Robots is one table talk blending the old and new in the potato fertility industry. Also lessons from the field when succession plannings fail and how to improve your odds. Uh, There's a a lot of things going on here at uh, Potato Expo. Uh, We had to make some uh, flight changes to get here uh, with the storm moving through the Midwest and Minneapolis pretty much shut down uh, most of the day yesterday. But uh, we finally got here last evening and uh, have a chance to uh, visit with the potato industry folks here later today. We'll have that report for you coming up here on Agriculture Today. Our reports from Potato Expo brought to you by the National Potato Council, Bayer, Gowan USA, Ag Country Farm Credit Services, Amvac, and Syngenta. From Thanks. Potato Expo in Aurora, Colorado, I'm Randy Conan. Thanks so much, Randy. Appreciate uh, all
1: the challenges making it from one airport to another yesterday. As we check into markets this morning, Minneapolis wheat March down six and a quarter cents at nine thirteen. Chicago wheat for March down eleven. Hard red winter wheat same contract down eleven and a half. March corn, as we speak, down three and a half cents, six sixty-seven. New crop down four and a quarter. March soybeans fourteen ninety-eight and a half. That's six and a quarter higher, and the July soybeans fifteen oh eight and a quarter. That's a gain of five and a half cents. As we check the farm calendar, it is Lake Region Extension Roundup time today and tomorrow in Devils Lake. Always a great meeting, trade show, and a plethora of speakers and topics. There will be. Uh, uh, crop consultants in a conversation today on the stage to look at uh, the weather pattern for the 23 growing season. Red River Farm Network farm broadcaster Sierra Doctor will be reporting from the Lake Region Extension Roundup later today. And of course, Farm Bureau, their American Farm Bureau convention, starts Friday. This is the Red River Farm Network.